This is CMG Podcast. Change, maintain, grow. I'm Keith Marcima. He's my brother, Ben Shea. Episode one. My brother, we're back on. Back on, man. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, good evening. Bit of a time difference, Australia to France, but yep. we're here, we're on. How's things? Yeah, not bad, man, not bad. Um, quite a bit of good feedback from, from the pilot episode that we dropped. Um, yeah, happy with that and happy that um, a lot of people tuned in and kind of agreed to what we had to say. Yeah, it was uh, it was good feedback from the pilot. That we went over 100 downloads. That was this morning kind of thing. So pretty yeah. grateful of all the support, people jumping on and and yeah. leaving some feedback and some ratings and, and, and flicking us messages, that type of thing. Because like we talked about before, we're, we've been doing this just me and you. And we've been getting benefits out of it. So we'd do it if no one else was listening anyway. So yeah, hundred percent. You know, if someone else can grab get something out of it, all the better. Um, I think we went to six six different countries, which was good. We went worldwide <laughs> yeah. a bit. So yeah, um, a bit of a that, surprise, but um yeah, very humbling and um grateful. Yeah, it was um yeah, it's exciting. So hopefully we can roll on and, and, and keep going and people continue to tune in and we get more people and see what happens but uh today we kind of after the last one we said we weren't really going to stick to any set topics or anything like that so we're just kind of rolling today anything that pops up that you think we maybe should talk about or you want to roll into straight away um not on the top of my my head but um probably coming out of this um covid lockdown probably talk about about that a bit yeah. What we did before, during, and after. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a good one because there's, I guess, I think it'd be a good one to address now because as things move forward, we're kind of always progressing, moving into something else. Hopefully, we don't regress into any uh, COVID lockdowns, anything like that. Yeah. But as I seen a meme the other day saying they were selling face masks and they said face masks were so last month, like this <laughs> month, that's right here. So, um, yeah. I think it'd be a good one to dive into and you're in France too. So obviously you're having a different experience with COVID and the COVID lockdown to what yeah. we are over here in Australia. So probably good to get your insight over there. Um, how do you feel kind of coming out? I feel like myself, I feel like a fucking, like a new person, to be honest. Yeah. Like, um, I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. I think it was a, like I'm um, rolling off the, the pilot episode. I, I think I said something like it was a blessing in disguise, you know, and I still feel the same way now coming, going into to the lockdown. I was kind of just blowing in the wind, you know, just cruising, didn't really, like I made improvements from where I was, say like the 2010 key to, to now. But then going into the lockdown, I had more time to sit back and, and think of where I was going and what I was doing. And um, yeah, I had to make adjustments and I'm happy of where I'm going now. I think it just obviously it was it was a massive impact on a lot of people and we're not business owners so we're not you know we're not running a gym or yeah. a restaurant or something so it hasn't affected us in that kind of way but I, you've got to take the positives where you can get it and like for me and I, I think with you too it just gave us a chance to step back from what we're doing day in day out because you, you can when you get in that grind you know you, yeah. you lose the details because you're stuck in the weeds kind of thing you, with yeah, the COVID break like 
yeah, that's it. You just keep doing it. You keep doing it. You keep doing it. But like, obviously you're locked down over there. I went back to my parents' property yeah. for 50 days and, and I was like stepped away from the work scene. And it just, it's like you take the blinkers off and you can focus on what's actually important in life. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So. I, feel, I feel the same way. Like I think um, a lot of the time, most of us take um, things for granted and, and this lockdown has really shown us what's important in life and what we really need to be putting energy and time into. And if there's yeah one thing I can take from this lockdown is being grateful for, for the finer things and more important things of life, you know, like my health, my family and, and friends. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, I think saying that too, we were probably lucky because we had been working that kind of personal development journey before. So like for me, I've got good routines and that in place that where like every day, regardless of what's going on, like I try, I get up at 4.30, I do my breathing, stretching, take my supplements, drink some water, exercise, uh, cold shower. That's kind of my given day in, day out, whether I've got work there or I've got a day off, whatever's happening. I've got good structures in place and I know you're the same. You've probably added some in as well. So I think for us, or definitely for me, I'm not going to speak for you, but for me, all I did, instead of having work during the day, I just translated that over my same normal routines and structures over to something else. And I focused my time into something else. It wasn't like I was, I was probably actually working harder away from my normal job, but just on myself, like up my uni study from uh, part-time to full-time. I took up this uh, Aubrey Marcus 16-week course and then just delving into my own kind of personal development and where I actually wanted to go with life. Yeah. I felt like I was actually doing more work away, away from work, which is a good thing because it's going into yeah. yourself. You're always going to get exactly get rewards from that. I think, it, I think the lockdown was a really good time for, for us because we were forced to stay home. So it gave us time to work, work on ourselves, you know, and the, I know some people probably took it as a holiday, you know, or they didn't have to go to work and whatnot. And I think if you're one of the smarter ones and you took it, um, a different approach and you use that time wisely and you put that time back into yourself. Like there's a saying, um, Jordan Peterson says, when the tide goes out, you see, you see who's been swimming naked, you know? So now everything's back to normal and you start to see people and your friends, you see, Oh, what, you know, what they've been doing the last three months during the lockdown. It's um, yeah, that's, that's a good one. It was reminds me of kind of some Conor McGregor's coach said, like it's, you've got to have systems in place, like systems that, as I said, I had my good routines and structures in place just because work f fell out didn't mean things fell apart for me. I just transferred that structure over to something else. He said, John Kavanagh said that with Conor McGregor's training, they focused more on the system and not on the goal. So the goal might have been of, you know, fighting a certain opponent. But if that opponent changed, their whole game plan would fall apart. But if they just had a good system in place, it wouldn't matter what uh, opponent was in front of them they could just apply it to that and then, you know, change once they beat that opponent, move on to the next one. That's similar to kind of what we're going through now. The people without systems in place and are just goal orientated or just work on orientated. That's where, you know, they're probably the ones getting found out. Not that it's a bad thing. It's probably a good thing because they realize that, Hey, you know, I'm basing my life around work or a certain, a certain thing, a certain structure. I've got to really focus on myself and put, things in place for myself so when obstacles and and challenges pop up it's going to help me to navigate around them that much easier yeah
and and the system or routine like when you put one together it's not overnight you know it's through practice and trial and error because i'm sure when the routine you've got today is a lot different from what you've had 10 years ago you know what i mean so it's all about habits making those small changes and finding what works for you really because i can't copy and paste your routine and expect it to work for me because we're all different and we need different things that's it like as i say the best diet is a diet that works for you like you know what i mean i'm still adding and taking away stuff from my uh routine now like i'm nowhere near the finished product in probably maybe in two months time i'll have something different to what i've got now but i guess i keep the stuff i like and i try new things if i if i if i like that i'll add that if i don't like it i'll, I'll take it away yeah. so yeah did and what there, there might not even be a finish line you know like we're just like as humans we're always developing always and get always getting better so i think if you just take that finish line out of, out of the picture and you just keep working to get better and better i think that's the important part of the journey it's not getting to a certain point it's just always bettering yourself and always improving yeah, I don't think there's any finish line. I don't think we can look for that finish line or that, you know, that yeah. sunset we hit, hit retirement age and, and, and put our feet up. We're always going to be, you know, working towards the best us we can, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but how, like, I guess, what actually happened in France over there? Did they lock you down heaps or, like, did you, what did you get up to? Was it, was it, like a real struggle for you kind of mentally physically how was it how did it go yeah it was a was a real lockdown you've never experienced something like this before and i don't think any of us have in our lifetimes um yeah lockdown was full on man they had to solve the lockdown so we've been in lockdown for three months now we're still in kind of semi-lockdown now but yeah at the start we'll um we're allowed out the house one hour per day and in that one hour you needed a, a permit you had to print out a permit to leave the house they had to sign it and, and whatnot and if you were found on the street without a permit you get a fine so the yeah, police um patrolling the roads and and checking people's permits and whatnot and you're only allowed to leave the house to walk the dog um go to work for those that were still working and to go and buy food and when you had to go buy food yet they only let um 10 or 15 people at a time inside and if you weren't in that 15 you're waiting outside in line you know and sometimes you'll be in the line for an hour two hours yeah it was just um it was mayhem man it's crazy yeah that is pretty crazy yeah eh? like as i said i was lucky enough i got to go home to my parents farm i was there back there for 50 days which was good because it was kind of like there's no one around anyway so you don't really know what's going on or i kind of i was watching a lot of news when i was back home in brisbane just seeing how things were going to go down because i was never kind of scared of getting sick or anything like that like i'm i feel bulletproof myself but it was just how the world's reacting to it that's what that's what i was kind of worried about so yeah. once i got home just relaxed it was just kind of out in the farm um i guess i was on a bit of a vision quest i kind of told myself just kind of reevaluate where i was at in life and where i wanted to head and i got to do some some challenges and stuff out there like ran a marathon and a couple other things that 72 hour fast you done that as well yeah, that was <laughs> yeah so just like i think we kept found different things to navigate our energy into you know what i mean it wasn't like yeah. oh work's over we're just gonna sit back and yeah and chill like so yeah i think i feel definitely better mentally and physically kind of coming out which 
I think I'd be disappointed if I didn't like if you had that you had 50 days of doing nothing and you didn't yeah. come out improved somehow I think I would you know I definitely feel feel yeah. disappointed myself a big excuse I hear from a lot of people is um say if they want to start a business if they want to get fitter if they want to go to the gym a lot of them say they don't have the time and they just got given 50 free days you know to do whatever they want and a lot of those people didn't do anything yeah, it's um. So if they're not going to use the fifty days that they got given for free, fuck, I don't think they're going to, you know, use a, a day off work or or whatever. Yeah, it's it's um it's crazy how the kind of excuses and and rationalizations and justifications people can come up with in their head because generally, if they come up with those excuses during COVID, they probably weren't doing anything towards self development and that you know pre COVID. So it just kind of pre-COVID, fired into COVID and then, you know, into post-COVID. But as I said, it hopefully might have um, been a bit of a catalyst for change for some people to realise how much they actually do depend on some things. And just something like, you know, taking your health for granted where, um, you know, people, regardless of just being COVID or whatnot, but like some people I don't think could even, if they had to run around the block to save their kids' life or, you know, run and drag them out of a fire, like their fitness levels, just how they treat their body, you know, uh, their physical activity, what they're putting into their body. It's just, it's taken for granted, I guess. It's take, our, our health's take, taken for granted. We've only kind of got two homes, like, for our whole lifetime. That's on this earth and in this body. These are the two things we can't change yeah. unless we jump on a rocket ship and go to Mars. But, you know, we're in this body regardless of where we go. So we've got it's to look after the it. Physical side, it's also the mental side as well. You know what I mean? Like I think this this lockdown really tested people on the on the mental side of things. I think that's a given too. But like even like you would have you would have had some you know struggling days. I know definitely like I was probably in a good situation down the farm on the family's farm, and I definitely had some um, some challenging days where you just kind of feel flat, struggling down, things kind of build up. But yeah, you um. I think when you've got those good routines in place, as I said, you just, those systems, you can kind of, you fall back on it. Like everyone has them days, but it's when we have them days back to back to back to back. Yeah. We probably realise that there's something going on that we need to change and rectify. Yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a good thing. And as I said, I, I started that a course with uh, Aubrey Marcus. And Aubrey Marcus is a guy... Well, me and you, we get a lot of value from. He's got a good podcast. He's got great social media. He uh, owns a supplement company with Joe Rogan on it supplements. He's got a book, Own the Day, Own Your Life, um, which is a great book. I read that probably three or four years ago. I've read it twice. It's probably one of the only books except for Jocko's books that I've read twice. And um, yeah, he's he was running this six, 16 week program during COVID just for a dollar a dollar um, subscription when it's usually a couple hundred bucks or whatever. It was just kind of doing a charity thing. You can jump on and do it. But I actually had that loaded up on my screen of the computer. One of the things from it that really stood out, which was at the start of the course, um, he listed the five biggest deathbed regrets. And I think it kind of tied into COVID because when you strip the, um, the bullshit back from like work and what you think is actually important and, you know, you get, put in those situations where you've got to actually realize what in life 
you know, you've got to prioritize what is actually important to you and what's going to get you to where you want to go. So one of the, yeah, the things he had in the course was the five biggest deathbed regrets. And it was written by a woman. She was actually an Australian nurse and she worked in palliative care that, you know, taking care of people in just, you know, the weeks and days before they die. And she started recording what people's biggest regrets were. And she actually wrote a book about it. And yeah, he listed the five biggest deathbed regrets. So I just thought I'd share that today because might be able to get some value out. Someone that's listening. Um, number one was, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself and not uh, the life that others accept, expected of me. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And she said, little side note, that one, that pretty much came from every male patient that she nursed, which was a big one because she said, females did say it too, but um, they were more that generation of older females at that time. They weren't actually breadwinners. They weren't in the workforce. They were kind of a stay-at-home parent. So she said, yeah, that was a big one from males that, that I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Uh, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. That's number three. Number four was I wish I stayed in touch with my friends. And number five was I wish that I had let myself be happier. So they're kind of, um, yeah, five things that she said was a general theme in people's lives, which I think we can take a big thing out of now. Like nothing's guaranteed as, you know, you see with COVID, like people's jobs and that, they could be working at it for 30, 35, 40 years, and then they're out the window. They've got nothing. And at the end of the day, when you strip it all back, it comes back to you and the people close around you. That's what that's what matters the most, and that's where the happy happiness is. Yeah, and I don't think um, I think it doesn't matter where we are in life, we can all benefit from um, those five points that you just read out. We can probably all work on on one point or, or more of the five that you just read out. Like one that that um, that hit home for me is. Um, reaching out to to your friends and your loved ones, you know, there's probably a couple of people that I haven't texted in a while, and I probably should. And I think that's an important part of life, you know, is looking out for each other. Yeah, yeah, kind of reading them. A few, a few of them things definitely hit home for me. And then one of the other exercises he had rolling on the back of that was, <clears throat> and I kind of, if anyone's listening, and you know, I kind of encourage anyone to do it. It was like. Um, just set a timer on your phone for 20 minutes and you give yourself the scenario that you're going to, in six months, you'll be dead. You've got no chance of living longer than six months. But for that next six months, you're alive, you have your full health. So you just, for 20 minutes, just write what you do in that six months, like who you'd spend the time with, what you do day in, day out, what your days would look like, how you'd structure things, what would be important to you. And you just kind of, with those deathbed regrets in mind, you just write for 20 minutes and then you kind of reread that and you think to yourself, You've got to kind of think to yourself, um, if I'm not currently doing what I wrote down or I'm not working towards it, like why do I need a death sentence to um, kick me into gear or why or am I going to be laying on my deathbed and, you know, tossing up these same regrets as these other people have, you know, time in, yeah. time out kind of thing. So that was a big wake-up call for me just to kind of, yeah. you know, you've still got to work and it doesn't just mean go out and quit your job and, you know, chase your dreams. But, you know, obviously if you can, do it but you know you might be yeah. working 10 hours a day but as long as that 10 hours a day some of that money is going towards where you actually want to be you can't just keep thinking oh one day i'll do this one day i'll do this because you're going to end up on that you know on your deathbed one day with those same regrets you've got to yeah. actually actively work towards where you got, want to go first focus on what you want to do and know what you want to do 
nail that in and work towards it. So yeah, that was a big one for me, especially right to COVID. Just yeah, I think um, like you just said, you got to know what you want to do and where you want to go. But before that, you got to know who you are as a person. Before yeah. you 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 know what you want to do, you got to know who you are as a person. So, and that's a chat you can only have with yourself. You know, no one else can tell you who you are. Only you know deep down who you are, what you're about. And um, yeah, figure that out, and then you got to put a put a plan together, map a path of where you want to go, and tick off boxes and do what's needed to be done to to get there. There's a like speaking on for, for myself. There's a few things that I got to change to to get to where I want to be, and um, I'm still working on that. And I think um, everyone can take from that is doesn't matter where we are, we all can improve. We can all change, and um, yeah. Yeah, 100%, brother. We've all got uh, the things we can improve on. But, um, yeah, another thing. Did you, over there, that that young Polynesian boy that got stabbed to death in Melbourne yeah. the other day? That was crazy. Eh? Like, yeah, I've seen that, seen that pop up and, um, yeah, man, it's sad. So sad. Really uh, sad. Yeah. I guess the thing, like, obviously we don't know any of the parties or anything. I'm not affiliated. Just kind of commenting from what we read. But... It's just like with the um, a lot of it's been put back to the you know drill rap, drill music that you know the kids have been yeah. listening to these days. Especially you know, it's I guess it's a lot of it is coming from the you know Polynesian scene, Pacific Islanders there. And I'm like, I like the music. I listen to it myself. I listen to it with my kids too, like with, with my son. So it's I um enjoy a few songs as well. It's um, but I think it's just crazy how. I was just thinking how things have changed since, like, I guess, when we were coming through, how this culture of knives and, like, shanks and shivs and, you know, it's all, yeah. like, you know, stabbing people, how this is, like, the this is the in thing now. Like, people have got to carry shanks on them. And, you know what I mean? Like, when we were coming through, or for me, it was, like, if you had to use a knife or resort to that, it was, it was kind of a um, detriment to you because you couldn't handle yourself with your hands, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was, yeah, and like disclaimer for me, like I carry a knife every day, but like I don't carry like definitely with the intention of hurting anybody. Like I just like general everyday purposes. Like no, I say, I not because then this will be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> People can't see it, but like that, that's my knife. That's what I carry every day. But it's just like, as they say, um, if you don't think you should carry a knife, try chewing through a seatbelt. Like I carry it for practical purposes. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I use it so much like day in, day out, especially like work when I was, um, scaffolding and stuff, cutting ropes and just cutting anything really. Like it, it is yeah. handy, but like, as I said, I've got that in on me day in, day out and I ne would never use that with the intention of hurting anyone. Like even if I was copping a flog, like, I'd rather get like bashed than, yeah. you know, hurt someone. Because when you do that to someone, there's no getting them back. There's no second chances. There's no redos. And these kids, what were they like? 15, 16, 17? Like, yeah, baby, man. Fucking babies. But, um, yeah. It's sad, man. It's just goes to show where the mindset of our youth is these days you know and i'm sure these kids come from good families so Def yeah definitely like the good families the problem like, is you know it is it's kind of like i was talking about with my missus before and she was saying like oh there's always been like rap there's always been like you know gangster rap blah 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 but i think as i said i'm not attributing it to the drill culture but i'm just yeah. like, i think it's definitely something that like as we as parents like we've got to address with our kids coming up like I've heard some other people talk about it and say, 
you know, you've got to explain to your kids, it's entertainment, you listen to it. It's like you watch a movie. You don't, yeah. you know, go out and replicate what you've seen. Yeah, you've got, to, um, you've got to have these conversations. But I think like what she was, what my missus was saying, the, um, my partner, my fiance was saying that um, there's always been gangster rap. But I think now, probably with the drill, it's kind of, uh, it's actually in Australia. It's like there was always been a degree of separation with like gangster rap in America because it's always been in America. But I guess now yeah. it's actually over here. And these kids are the it's first mainstream over there as well. It's getting a lot of radio play and yeah, it's a lot more popular than what rap was back in the day, you know? Like I think like you said off air, like it was before it was underground, like Aussie, Aussie hip hop yeah. was underground. Like this isn't like Aussie hip hop, this is like a new scene. And this yeah. is, these are the first generation of kids really coming, coming through with it. Yeah. So, you know, it's crazy because not only did, you know, that young kid, like you know, kids, he lost his life, but then all them other kids that are involved, yeah. they, um, you know what I mean? Like they there's no redos for them. They've got to carry that with them for the rest of their life. And, you know, it's, it's just sad because you don't, as I think I heard Glenn Azar say it the other day on one of his podcasts that kids at that age, teenagers now, it's like scientifically proven that they, their brain hasn't developed enough to actually distinguish like the full repercussions of, con of the consequences that they're you know, going to perform, you know what I mean? So it's not until yeah. the after and you sit back and, you know, we've probably been in that situation, like not to that extent but where you get in a bit of a group mentality a pack mentality and you start you know you get carried away and then fucking you you go sit there and go fuck yeah now, what have i done like it's just it's yeah it's a terrible situation but but where where would you say the problem is like where would you start because you know like we just spoke about before i don't think it's a problem within the home because i'm sure they come from good families and their parents are good people yeah, well, and then you can't really blame it on the music too, because you know these kids are singing about their experiences, and they're not, you know, they're probably talking and singing about stuff that shouldn't be out there. But they're not. I don't think they're encouraging kids to go out there and do it. So I don't know. It's a bit of a mess. I don't know where you, you would start to fix that problem. Yeah, well, that's it's it is a tough one. But I think the only thing, like say, for us as parents. The only thing that we can control is what we do with our kids. Like we can't blame it on the drill. We can't blame it on the outside influence. So all we can control is what we tell our kids at home. So it might be yeah. just a case of instead of ignoring it and like like anything, you know what I mean? Start the conversation. Mental health, drug use, sex, anything with kids. Like you know it's there, but if you ignore it, you know what I mean? Like um, it's just it's going to come to the forefront anyway eventually. So you know. If you know your kids are listening to this drill, drill music, just communicate with them. Like I heard, as I said, I heard before, uh, um, Australian boxer uh, Will Nassio, Wild Bill, he he um, was having a chat to his nine-year-old son, and he was, you know, just explaining that they listen to it too. But it, it it's entertainment. It's not something yeah. you go out and replicate. And it's just important to make your kids understand that because it's it's kind of like uh, any kind of gang culture it's easy to get sucked in because it's um it's it lures you in like it's uh it's like a light to a moth you know what i mean it looks so inviting yeah. but once you get in there and get your like as i said those kids 15 they've done what they did and that poor kid that's died there's no there's no um 
there's no redos on it. There's no do overs. Once you do that, it's um, it's a forever thing. So, yeah. What do you What do you think? Like, what would you? How would you approach it? Like you said, man, you you start at home. You know, you look after your own backyard. You start with your own kids, and 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 in order to do that, you need to be a good example. And it's it's about you know everything we talk about. It's about bettering yourself and you know being the best you can. And then that goes on to your kids, you know, showing examples and, and teaching them and, you know, just speaking about topics that they're not taught in school. Yeah, that's like, that's all we can do, control what we do. But it's been good to see well, a lot of people in the Polynesian community coming out and, you know, kind of leaders and that and talking. Yeah. Damn it. It's not, that it's, not, it's not just a Polynesian thing, but I guess it is kind of, it is prevalent yeah. with this, I think, that young that young kid was he was tall and so I guess it is um it is relevant yeah. in this situation. But yeah, it's just terribly sad and hopefully, you know, the families can on both sides can get some peace at some point. Yeah. Um but yeah, moving on. The CMG challenge. Do you wanna like we'll talk about we roll that out this week? Yeah. The comfort zone challenge. Yeah. Uh, what's, what is it, 3137? Did you want to explain the numbers to, to everyone listening? Yeah, so if anyone listening on our like uh, Instagram handles and that, it's uh, 30 or 3137 or 313.7. That they kind of correlate with the Change, Maintain, Grow, CMG. So uh, C's number three in the alphabet, uh, M's 13 and G's seven. So we wanted to kind of tie something in with a little challenge just to, we're going to be rolling out challenges and initiatives uh, like interventions as we get going, like leading into things that we do, like cold showers and and routines, just to um, get people kind of introduced to it. But probably what with the cold showers and that, the, with the things with more scientific um, data behind it, we're going to wait till we have our website up and going, so we can actually post some research on our website, so people can hear what we say, then go and refer yeah. to our website, check out articles and whatnot. So we just wanted to start off with a bit of a challenge this week. I think we're going to start Wednesday to Wednesday. So it's like just, it's called the comfort zone challenge. So the uh, baseline, what I'm going to do is 3, 13, 7. So that's 3 a.m., 13 Ks for seven days. So 3 a.m. get up, run 13 Ks for seven days in a row. But it's obviously based on everyone's limitations. Some people might not be able to run 13 Ks. Yeah. In. It just comes back to what the challenge is. It's just about getting uncomfortable. Getting out of the comfort zone. Your 3 a.m. might be someone else's 6 a.m. if they're getting up at 9 a.m. So That's it. It's, it's just, just about getting uncomfortable and putting yourself in that place of of being uncomfortable until you get comfortable and then you live up from then and, and go again. Well, that, definitely. And whatever your limitations are, like your engine at the moment, you can't run. So yeah. you're, you're going to like substitute the running for some other form of activity like as you someone might just get up at 3 a.m and do 20 push-ups like that might be enough for them but that's put putting them out of their comfort zone or you might be able to do it for the seven days but when it's a saturday sunday you might do it for one day like get up at 3 a.m just to push yourself and do some as you said someone's three like my 3 a.m might be someone's 6 a.m it's just push yourself get out of your comfort zone kind of tag us in on social media to actually say you're going to do it because once you put your name to something and actually write it down it holds you more accountable and then yeah by us seeing you buying in you know it keeps us more accountable because it's going to be a push for us like getting up at 3am yeah, seven days in a row whatever 
you know, whatever we're doing. It's is not only a challenge time. physically, it's also a challenge mentally as well. Yeah, it's definitely the mental push. So yeah. that was that's going to be our start off there. We'll, we'll talk about that more in some of our posts uh, leading in, but we're we'll, yeah, probably start that Wednesday to Wednesday. Um, yeah. That would be our Whatever plan can, there. can follow us on, um, we're on, we're on Instagram. Facebook's coming out soon, so we, we'll keep everyone updated on that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Facebook should on. be out this week. And our website's coming soon. Um, our Insta's up. And then, obviously, with our podcast, we're on all platforms. If you're listening to this, hopefully you're listening on a certain app. And um, yeah, leave us a rating, a comment, if you can. That that means a lot. Um, I never really realised the significance of of leaving a rating and, and some feedback until you kind of get your own podcast. So, yeah. yeah, if you can manage to do that, that would be awesome. And also, this week... You're coming to an end now. Mental health, uh, men's men's health week, which should be every week. You know what I mean. You shouldn't need yeah. one one week of the year. So we just make sure we're checking on our mates and checking on ourselves. That's the main thing. I think yeah, exactly. uh, we uh, yeah, pick up the phone and I know go for your contact and someone you haven't reached out to in a while and send them a text. Yeah, and if you're there, people are struggling themselves, reach out to us on on social yeah. media like this is how like this started with us like me and you just checking in each other like we're both i knew you were in lockdown in france you knew i was like back on the farm we were just bouncing stuff on each other it just made us feel so much better just kind of talking to each other yeah and, uh, so yeah. this is that's this is where this originated and um i think it's realizing the triggers like realizing things in yourself too don't if you feel something in yourself that's off like whether um you know what I mean? It's easy to get off the path and it's a slippery slope. You start, you know, things start yeah. snowballing. If you realize there's a little change in yourself, try and, you know, sit down, have a think, reflect on it, see where it's coming from, work, personal life, you know, diet and exercise. How can you rectify it? Like, let's try and nip it in the bud. And, but as I said, if it's, um, if yeah, it's too if hard you, if you and you're struggling, if you can't figure it out, just um, reach out to someone. We're that's it. Here. Yeah. I'm sure you, you know, you've got friends there. Just reach out, just go speak up. 100% brother that's what it's all about um, pack mentality that's it yeah strength of the pack is a wolf and the strength of the wolf is the pack that's it that's it we don't want to be a sheep following a sheep and then when the wolf comes the wolf's going to eat the whole <laughs> I love it brother alright my man I enjoyed that thank you for that yeah. thank you uh, give my love to the girls I'll yeah, chat to you later brother guys. ciao brother